What's up, everybody? I'm Paul Kingsbury, and you are listening to the IdahoSports.com PrepCast presented by Project Filter. I'm flying solo this week. Our content manager, Brandon Hill, is busy doing a lot of different things this week between making sure content is up on the website, graphics are done, things are out on social media. He's a busy guy, and he's also going to be uh, dipping his toes in the, in the waters of broadcasting this week for the very first time. He and I are going to McCall uh, to cover that game versus North Fremont. And so uh, if you want to check Brandon out on his uh, first shot at doing color commentary on a broadcast, you can tune in live and free 6 p.m. on Friday night. So check that out. First up, we're going to talk about the semifinals happening this weekend. 5A through 1A D2. Go to the website. Check out all of the previews that were done. 5A and 4A were done by Brandon. 3A and 2A were written by me, and the 1A classifications were written by uh, Will Henneke, the master of eight-man football himself. Check them out. It's the best coverage of the semifinal uh, games that you're going to get anywhere in Idaho. Check them out. First up, 5A, Highland 8-3 and three versus Coeur d'Alene 8-2. Anytime these two teams get together, whether it's the first game of the season or in the state championship game, it's an instant classic. Doesn't matter what the records are this year. It happens to be eight and three and eight and two. So going into Coeur d'Alene, uh, it's going to be a good game. Um, this game was probably going to be played at Kibbe Dome if Highland had not um, have beat Bora last week. Uh, but I think Coeur d'Alene decided to, uh, you know, let's make Highland play outdoors instead of being on nice turf field that they're used to all year long. You know, let's see if it works out for them. It's always a, a game of chess. As it gets into these later rounds, the winner moves on to the championship game. Loser goes on to winner sports. So you kind of take every edge you can get. Uh, the other game in the 5 A's, Rigby 8-1 versus Rocky Mountain 10-0. This could be Rocky Mountain's toughest opponent um, on the year so far. Rigby flew in under the radar for much of the season. No one really knew um, you know, just quite how good they were going to be. Finishes 8-1, you know, ranked in the top five in the state. Um, and so Rocky Mountain definitely can't look past um, this game on their way to uh, to an undefeated season and another state championship. Um, you know, head coach Chris Kulig, I'm sure, has his guys um, you know focused, and uh, and 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 they're basically their their head in the game, so to speak. Um, our own Brandon Hill, who's doing other things, including talking to head coaches. He gave Chris Kulig a call uh, earlier this week and had a chat with him. Let's take a listen. Welcome back to the Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. On the phone, we have Rocky Mountain head coach Chris Kulig here to answer a couple questions before his game against Rigby on Friday. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Awesome. So to start off, uh, what were you most pleased with during your team's win against the tough Timberline team last Friday? You know, I thought we uh, having a two-week, you know, having the bye, uh, you know, you're obviously a little worried at just how if you're going to be a little bit rusty. Um, but I thought we were pretty fresh and, um, you know, and the fact that we played Timberline before that always kind of makes you nervous. Um, but I thought, I thought we played pretty well for the most part. I thought we controlled the game, um, until late in the second, second half, you know, we were, we played pretty well. Um, you know, and then we had to rise up at the end and not, you know, that's always good <laughs> when you got the opportunity to, uh, you know, defend, defend, the, you know, from your team from scoring. So, uh, I felt really good about that effort. Uh, and so speaking of last week's game, what are some areas of your team that need to be worked on or improved before your next Friday matchup against Rigby? Well, I think it's, you know, every week I think he's got to gotta work on not turning the ball over. 
mean, that's really the biggest thing is controlling the ball. Um, and then on defense, it's, you know, not giving up any big plays and making plays on the ball. And I think that applies to every game we go into. I think, you know, we kind of make that a point of emphasis. It's all about the football. And, uh, you know, anytime uh, we've struggled a little bit this year, it's either giving it up too much or we haven't gotten it, you know, taken away from our opponent enough. So um, that's probably the primary. And on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Rigby had three different players find the end zone in the second quarter last week. How are you and your defense preparing for such a dynamic offensive attack? Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty explosive, so um, they look pretty scary on film. Uh, we, you know, we're like, but we see a lot of that. I mean, we go into a lot of games where there's some, there's a lot of guys that are really good. Um, so we basically just figure out the best way to take them away. And you know, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to your ability to tackle those players one on one. And if you can do that, then that helps. But if you need to have three or four people tackle one guy, then um, that could be a problem for you. And fortunately, we've been good enough to, uh, on defense, to to you know play that fairly well. We've seen really good athletes. And you're not only the head coach of Rocky Mountain; you also serve as co-defensive coordinator. How do you balance those two responsibilities on the sideline? Uh, well, honestly, the sideline is pretty easy. I got a lot of help. So our uh, coach Kreiner is offense coordinator, and he and I have coached together for 12, 13 years, and you know he. He does all the offense, so I really don't pay attention to what's going on during the game because I'm, you know, busy worrying about the defense. Uh, and then during the week, I've got a guy, director of operations, a guy named Glenn Humphreys that, you know, kind of helps from the organization to practice and getting practice running. And so it's kind of a team effort. Um, allows me to focus on being a defense coordinator and focus on the defense. And, I, you know, I think that's worked out really well. And speaking of defense, you know, the Rocky defense, one of the best in the state. How do you keep that unit performing at such a high level year after year? Uh, you got to have good players. <laughs> so um, I think we're really athletic. Uh, you know, we were really good last year on defense. We were a little bit longer, um, taller last year, but we had a lot of those kids back. And uh, we're just a little bit faster than we were last year, just maybe not as long. And, you know, we've been running the same defense for several years, and kids understand what to do. And, um you know, they understand how important playing attacking style of defense is to be, you know, to be uh, disciplined and executing their assignments. So, you know, I, I really attribute it to our players buying into our philosophy and uh, executing what we're asking them to do. Because at the end of the day, it's not about anybody's scheme. I think all the schemes are good. I think it's, you know, the players executing the scheme and the players believing in the scheme that really makes a difference. All right. Thank you, Chris Kulik, head coach of Rocky Mountain. Good luck in Friday's game against Rigby. Thanks. Talk All to you right. soon. All right. We'll be back after this. All right. Nice job, Brandon. And a big thanks to Coach Kulik for taking the time out to chat this week. Good luck to him and his uh, Rocky Mountain Grizzlies as they take on the Rigby Trojans Friday night. Our own uh, Sven Ausgog will be on the call for that game at Rocky Mountain. It'll be audio only. Heading to the 4A classification now, Middleton 8-3 versus CUNA 11-0. CUNA with this historic season, undefeated, one game away from a state championship going up against the team that they've already beat this year, and it it really wasn't close early in the season. Middleton, not quite the same team they were early in the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how Middleton can look at the game film, figure out what they did wrong early in the year, compared to what they can do against CUNA uh, tomorrow night 
it's going to be an interesting game, I think. I think Middleton has a chance, but CUNA, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, they come out and, uh, and they limit Land Larison to 60 yards passing um, from Valley View last year. You know, they, can, they can run, they can pass. Their defense is incredible. CUNA's a tough team to beat. Middleton's going to have to have everything in order tomorrow night uh, at CUNA High School. That game is going to be audio broadcast live and free here on autosports.com. Will Henneke and Leif Morrison will be on the call for that one. In the other semifinal game of the forays, Nampa 8-3 versus Blackfoot 10-1. Nampa, of course, they've had a couple of, uh, <laughs> of, of good games to start the playoffs. I mean, you know, if there's no rest for the wicked, you know, then the Bulldogs are the John Shaft of the 4A football playoffs. Coming in two weeks ago, a back-and-forth instant classic uh, against Century, and then they came back from 14 points down against Bishop Kelly in the quarterfinals. Nothing's come easy for them. Um, it, it's been a, it, they're, they're entertaining, to say the least, including their quarterback, Estrada. Donnie Estrada, the kid that everybody has eyes on this year. Yeah, you, you go into the game knowing that you need to stop him, but you just can't. You know, the kid is everywhere. He can run. He can pass. He's, he's a fun kid to watch. Blackfoot, you know, come, very well coached. You know, Stan Buck said he understands the importance of keeping pace with Estrada's playmaking ability, uh, is the quote in the preview written by Brandon. Uh, but, you know, even though you're keying on the guy, like I said, it's, it's on you to stop him. And if you get down to Nampa, it's really hard to come back. So matching those scores or even scoring first, punching him in the face right off the bat, it could help. So that's going to be a fun one to watch as well. Uh, in Nampa versus Blackfoot at the Bulldog Bowl. And Mike Safford of the College of Idaho will be on the call for that one, audio only. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with the three A's and two A's. You're listening to the AdoSports.com PrepCast presented by Project Filter. This is something that's totally in all of our control. And that's what really motivated me to quit smoking. I quit for myself, but it was a good thing that I did because I had too much to lose. I'm glad that I quit, and I don't ever want to be there again. It's just not worth it. Each year, hundreds of Idahoans quit smoking. Get help or share your quit story. Visit projectfilter.org. All right, welcome back to the PrepCast. Again, I'm Paul Kingsbury, flying solo here this week. Really looking forward to having Brandon back next week when we'll be going over the championship games. That's going to be fun. But first, we have to go through the semifinals. And here we are in the 3A classification. Homedale, 10-0 versus Timberlake. The White Tigers, 9-0. That game is going to be played Saturday, 1 o'clock at Homedale. I'm going to be on the call for that game along with uh, my broadcast partner, Logan Green, doing an audio-only broadcast. Really Really looking forward to that one. We're going to be set up in the uh, the top row of the stands at Homedale. So we're going to be in amongst the people, which is always fun when you mispronounce names or, you know, say something that the fans don't like about their team. So, you know, hopefully Logan can act as bodyguard slash color guy there at Homedale. You know, in 17th season, uh, Roy Albertson has been there as head coach of Timberlake. He's seen a lot of teams from the SRV. You know, it seems like every year Timberlake – would either host or come down to the SRV, and that would be the end of the season. Um, from 2009 to 2015, they lost to an SRV team, including three years in a row to Fruitland during that stretch when it was either Fruitland or Shelley playing in the championship. Um, last year, Timberlake 
lost to Homedale in this same round. I was at that game up in Spirit Lake. They lost 35-20. to 20. Um, You know, this year, uh, it's a different Tiger team. And I think that uh, they're going to come in and basically say, you know, the past is the past. Here we are right now today. It's a Saturday. It's beautiful. Let's play some football. On the other side, Homedale. Homedale, they came up about uh, a yard short and eight points um, from winning a championship last year against Sugar Salem. Coming back, you know, they, uh, they're, they're looking forward, saying, you know, we would love a chance to play them again. Um, head coach Matt Holtry, uh, basically they, they're coming in. They lost four All-State players to graduation, including Mason Kinchlow, the stud running back, bulk of their offense. Uh, but they did return most of their offense and their defense. And this year they've got a little more experience, grit, and determination is, is how I put it in the uh, preview I wrote. So it's going to be an interesting game in Homedale. You know, Jake Collette, Nelson Lamelli combined for over 1,600 yards, 22 touchdowns. Uh, you know, n- not to mention Lamelli's leg. The kid kicks all the time. And there's punts, there's kicks, there's PATs if there's a kick happening in Homedale, it's Lamelli. So it's going to be a, a lot of star-studded action, you could call it, at Homedale this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. The other semifinal game, it's Snake River versus Sugar Salem, and that one is going to be at Holt Arena, noon o'clock on Saturday. Lance Taylor and Tim Belknap, Belknap excuse me, have the call on that. Uh, Jeb Harrison, fourth season there at, at head coach at Snake River, but he grew up there. Um, you know, his dad uh, coached there, named after his dad. Uh, so he grew up there, uh, you know, he married his high school sweetheart, lives there, coaches now, you know, last year, two and six, and he turned them around and, and they come in eight and two this year and, and looking to go a little bit further, not huge fans of the RPI after what happened last year. Um, you can read about that um, in the preview uh, that I wrote, you know, coming in Sugar Salem, they're, they're Sugar Salem, you know, they won last year, they graduated a few, but you know what, they brought back twice as many, you know, including 3A All-State Player of the Year quarterback Tanner Harris. Um, you know, they're deep. They've got three 550-plus-yard rushers. Uh, they've allowed 6.3 points a game. But, you know, a lot, a couple of those were, were skewed a little bit with some, uh, some games against Star Valley and Gooding where they scored uh, 24 and 20 against them, respectively. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough defense for Snake River um, to play against uh, with Sugar Salem. Does Sugar Salem come away and, and head into another championship? I don't know. Um, it's going to be a fun one to listen to. Again, you can tune in at noon uh, from Holt Arena, Lance Taylor, and Tim Belknap. Up next, the two A's. Two-way classification. That's uh, near and dear to my heart. I'm a New Plymouth guy. New Plymouth is not in the tournament. Um, but uh, but I, I like the two A's. I'm a fan of the two A's. Um, it's, it's small school football, but still 11-man footballs, and you get the towns, the rivalries, everybody coming together for some playoff football. And uh, first up, Westside Pirates, 9-1, and one, host the Melba Mustangs. Um, I live in CUNA, Melba just uh, south of here, uh, just down the road. Um, Coach Tyson Moser, they're at Westside. Now, they are firing all cylinders coming into the semifinal game. You know, eight-game winning streak. Um, they're, they're playing well on both sides of the ball. Uh, Melba? You know, they lost two seniors to graduation and reloaded with, uh, with a lot of guys. Um, they, they, both teams like to keep it on the ground, and so it's going to be a quick game. Uh, it could be high scoring or it could be low scoring, but either way, it's going to be close. It's one of those, um, those, those types of games. That's going to be a fun one to watch. That one will be a video webcast um, 
from Westside High School. Lauren Jensen and Seiji Wood will be on the call for that one. The other two-way semifinal game, the McCall-Donnelly Vandals, undefeated 10-0 versus the North Fremont Huskies, also undefeated 10-0. It's kind of the battle of the unbeatens um, coming into this one. It's going to be at McCall. Um, I'm going to be on the call for this one. It's going to be video broadcast, by the way. I'm going to be there, and as I mentioned, Brandon Hill will be there for his debut on the mic. Um, we'll have Action Jackson on camera for that one. We are going to be on top of the press box, which is going to be interesting because the weather is calling for uh, rain, but when you get rain and it's you know 30 degrees and below, it turns into snow, which is what the temperature should be. So it's either going to be really cold rain or, you know, well, really cold snow on top of the press box, but it's going to be a fun, memorable game. Uh, as the Huskies, you know, they have to travel a long way to get there, and they're going to be welcomed with a, uh, a, a really tough, tough McCall team, well-coached by Lee Leslie. Uh, the guy's been around the block a time or two. He knows how to win big games. He's been in big games. He's won championships. Um, so he knows what he's doing. Other side of the ball, or other side of the, the field, excuse me, um, you know, you're looking at Coach Bob Lentz. He's been around a long time at North Fremont. And these guys lost uh, a lot of talent. You know, they lost the championship game to Declo last year. Declo was, you know, won 24 straight football games before that. Yeah, a lot of people said, well, North Fremont had the run. Uh, they lost Garrett Hawks, among other people. Yeah, well, we'll see you down the road. But you know what? They breezed through the regular season. Closest game was 16-14 to 14 over 3-8 Teton. Uh, they scored a lot of points all year long. Um, they rely on a ground game uh, where McCall likes to air it out. Um, McCall's got some guys on their team that are just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, and I talk about that more in that, uh, in that preview that I wrote, make sure you check that out. Um, so these two, it's, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a cold battle. It's going to be a frozen tundra up in McCall. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to see how that one plays out. All right, let's take a look at the 1A Division One. These are always fun. The eight mans, uh, Wilder eight and two versus Lost Rivers ten and zero. It's funny. Uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of times uh, in the, the the prep cast that uh, early on, you know, Lost Rivers nobody knew who they were. Um, you know, coming into the season, um, started getting some votes and people were like, "Wait, who's who's Lost Rivers? When did this team come about?" Um, but they're definitely uh, making making themselves known now. They're ten and zero. It's a it's a co-op between Butte County and Mackey. If if you've been living under a rock the last few few weeks, um, they brought in you know six guys or so from from Mackey so that they could play. Mackey wasn't going to be able to have a team because the numbers. Butte County said, "Hey guys, come on and play with us and form a football team." And boy, they uh, they 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 formed a very good football team heading in. Um, basically, uh, ranked number one uh, with a lot of people saying that. Um, that they're going to win a championship. But Wilder, they have something to say about that. The Fighting Del Solios, um, you know, they reached the dem- uh, the semifinals last year, got beat by Valley. Um, Wilder's played up and down this year. I got to see them uh, once or twice. Um, so it's it's always curious to see which Wilder team shows up to play. If the, if the tough, staunch 8-2 and two team shows up, Lost Rivers could have their hands full. Um, that game is going to be uh, broadcast uh, from Holt. There's a triple header at Holt. And this one's going to be the nightcap, 6 o'clock. Uh, Lance and Tim are on that one. The other semifinals for the 1AD1, Oakley versus Prairie. And this one is not going to be audio webcast. And, and I feel terrible about it. I, I really do. I mean, this is one of those games where in years past, I would have you know hopped in the car, driven up, done the game, driven home if I needed to. Um, the way it worked out, there's just so many games in, in the Treasure Valley. 
And uh, like I said, with uh, the 5A game, our North guys just aren't able to to do the games this week. And so the, the two North games kind of got left. And so we got 10 out of the 12 semifinal games. Uh, last year, we, we got 12 out of 12. I think the year before we did as well. Um, but it is what it is. And so I, you know, I'm apologizing right now to all the Oakley fans and the Prairie fans. Uh, I know we have a lot of them in both places. So sorry we're not doing that next week. Hey, you win. We're definitely going to be doing you uh, an audio-only broadcast the next week. Um, so Oakley's traveling you know, a good 500 miles to get to Moscow, to get to the Kibbe Dome, um, to go up against undefeated Prairie. Prairie's always good. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's there, when it's what, what time of day it is. Prairie is a good football team. Ryan Hasselstrom always does a good job um, getting his team ready to play. They've been held below 56 points, I think, one time this year. They can put a lot of points up on the board and do it in a hurry. And, uh, you know, Oakley, you know, they're no slouches either. So when these two come to play, this is going to be a really good semifinal game. Um, You know, sometimes you say, well, you know, winner of this one is kind of the state champion. But then you look at, uh, you know, you look up above and you've got Lost Rivers, Wilder. You know, it's anybody's game. You really have the four best teams in 1A-D1 in the semifinals, which is what you always want to see. All right, rounding things off, the 1A-D2s. Kendrick, 9-1 versus Lighthouse Christian. The Lions, 9-0. It's a Saturday afternoon matchup in Holt Arena. Uh, the game also done by Lance Taylor and Tim Belknap, part of that triple header at Holt. Now, those are always a lot of fun to do. I remember way back in the day, Jeff Duncan and I would do um, so many games at Holt Arena. They would actually start on Wednesday and go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we would do you know eight or nine games, if I remember right. Um, and, and it was absolutely incredible. Well, the good news for Lighthouse um, is that Colin Holloway, Clay Silver, they're both expected to be at full speed this this week, which is good news for them. Um, you know, Kendrick, that's the the North teams, for better or for worse, uh, around the rest of the state, they always seem to be an unknown quantity. Um, you you see that with Timberlake, you see it with even Coeur d'Alene this year, um, and Kendrick is no different. Um, coming in nine and one. They didn't really get respect from the, uh, the the poll voters until later on, but once they did, they stuck. Um, and so they've gotten they've got, gotten a lot of press with their offense. I mean, they they've scored I think over 500 points. Um, and and so I think that, well, there was a game in at Genesee where they actually scored the lights out at the end of the game because of a power outage, which is always interesting to see. So Kendrick can put a lot of points on the board. Lighthouse as well. So uh, it's going to be a high-scoring one. Um, head coach Zane Hobart always has his guys ready to come and play, especially in the playoffs. I've, I've had the pleasure of, of watching them play in the playoffs many times, uh, again, from a lot of those from, from the Kibbe Dome up in Moscow. Now, the last game on our preview is Cary 9-1 versus Garden Valley 7-3, the Panthers versus the Wolverines. This one was not going to be webcast because it was supposed to be in Garden Valley. They were hosting and uh, and then they decided to play the game at Eagle High School, and that made it possible for us to come do that game, which is fantastic. So on that game is going to be Del Gray and uh, and my usual broadcast partner Logan Green are going to be doing that game audio only from Eagle. Now Carry Carry is a team that you just expect to be in the tournament every year. They just always are. Um, in fact, dating back to 2006, three teams have won state titles in the 1A Division II program. Salmon River, Lighthouse, and Cary. Um, Cary won 06, 08, 2010, 2017, and 18 back-to-back. 
They know how to win. They know how to win big games. And that's important when you get to this this stage of the playoffs. Um, you can't walk into a game and and kind of look like Hoosiers when they walk into that big stadium and their their jaws drop and and uh and their you know eyes get wide. You have to act like you've been there and say, you know what, this is just another football game. It's an important one, but it's a football game. We're gonna go out and do our jobs and play it. And that's what Cary and Garden Valley are going to do. Um heading into that that game. So check out those previews. 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, D1, 1A, D2 on idahosports.com. Before we take off, we do want to congratulate Daniel Uranga. This week's big deal of the week presented by Albertsons. You can check uh, out that write-up on the homepage of idahosports.com. Daniel Uranga, the big deal of the week. Make sure you check back to idahosports.com for scores, schedules, all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to have our game picks will be going on. Photos, our action photos, uh, our action photographers, excuse me, will be all over the state of Idaho this week taking pictures at semifinal games. And of course, don't forget, girls' basketball starts Friday. Sure, it's football semifinals, but the girls start their uh, basketball action this Friday night. Most of the schedules are up on IdahoSports.com. Thank you, Lauren Jensen. We have a few that we haven't gotten yet. We'll get those up as soon as we possibly can. But scores will be going in hot and heavy starting Friday night. Don't forget to check back and look at brackets as well. We'll be updating those after the games are done Friday and Saturday. So for everyone here at idahosports.com, I am merely Paul Kingsbury. For the idahosports.com prep cast presented by Project Filter, see you next time.